0: your clients are back to the grind dealing with kids in school cramming in work and struggling to keep up with it all now we all know meal prep is one of the best ways to stay on the right path with nutrition but how do you convince them to make the time to do it especially when the fast food joint around the corner is calling your name michelle ladraska is the author of meal prep lunches and the bodybuilding meal prep cookbook and she'll tell you how right after this
1: Chris Cooper here to talk about Insight Tax. The people at Insight Tax know you're working long hours to improve health for the world, but it can still be hard to turn a profit. You can't focus on your mission without money in your account, so Insight founder John Briggs wrote Profit First for Micro Gyms and created a system that increases your cash flow so you can be at home at dinner time with a thriving fitness business. Bookkeeping, Profit First, cash flow consulting, taxes, whatever your financial needs, Insight can help. Join their free five-day challenge at Profit First for Micro Gyms slash Five Days to get a snapshot of the financial health of your gym. That's Profit First for Micro Gyms slash Five Days.
0: This is Two Brain Radio, and I'm Tippy Thompson. Meal prep is one of those things that seems doable by only the fittest and most organized among us. So, how can we get our ordinary clients to start incorporating meal prep into their lives? Today, I'm joined by Michelle Vadrasca, a former fitness competitor, mother of five and author of the new book, Meal Prep Lunches. It's chock full of great tips and recipe ideas that you can use yourself or pass along to your clients. She's going to share some of her secrets when it comes to meal prep, what's worked for her and how you can make it work for you and your client. Michelle, welcome. Hi,
2: Tiffy. Thanks for having me.
0: What prompted you to write your new book, Meal Prep Lunches?
2: Well, I had actually already published another book uh, called The Bodybuilding Meal Prep Cookbook, And, um, my publisher actually reached out for me and they said, um, you know, they do a lot of research and they knew a lot of people had been struggling with, uh, just meal prepping their lunches in, in particular. Uh, and they wanted to know if that's something that, you know, we could apply to, I guess, kind of more of a general audience, whether it's busy moms, dads, you know, um, students out there just leading busy lives, wanting to save some money, uh, and just trying to figure out how to get, you know, a little bit healthier at the same time. And uh, I thought it was a, a great idea, because I'd had a lot of my clients, you know, come to me with the same with the same thing, you know, like it's not just the bodybuilding clients and not just the fitness competitor clients, um, or people that have performance goals, but just, you know, like the the busy mom with like the three kids and wanting to, you know, eat a little bit healthier, not going to the cafeteria at lunch or not going through the drive through and how could they do that in a much more, you know, I guess accessible way.
0: Right. In your book you teach people step by step step how to prep their lunches like there's shopping lists and and like breakdowns of exactly what to buy for any given week. Where do you recommend people sort of begin when 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 they start out with doing meal prep for the first time? Like what needs to be in place?
2: Okay. <laughs> um so really you you don't really need anything huge. And I think a lot of people when they think of meal prep, you know, they, they come to it, maybe having seen people on like Instagram, or like bloggers who are just incredible at what they do. And they have these extensive spreads with like 50 different containers prep perfectly for the week, their fridge is a like completely organized and stocked, And you don't really need that. And that's one of the things that I, you know, really try to you you know, teach my clients and just, you know, and show people in general that it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, Really, all you need is to start is just the desire to begin. um, And then just a little bit of guidance, uh, whether it's from a coach or uh, a book, or even just going online and doing a bit of research. Uh, So one of the first things that you know, I say is just, you know, pick a prep day. Um, That would be your first step. Do you want to prep? uh twice a week. You want to prep once a week. Um usually people will prep on Sundays because it's a bit of a quiet day. They're getting ready for their work week. It's kind of a transition day anyways. They have time to go to the grocery store so all their ingredients are really fresh. Uh and then they have a little bit of time set aside to cook. Um, some people like to add in a second day. I'm um, one of those people myself actually uh because I I personally get a little bit bored of having you know all those meals sitting there and prep just on one day so i like to do something get more variety on on my second day of the week which i do on wednesday evenings um so it's 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 really just that like just like you know take action the first action is to pick a day um and then the second one really is just to figure out you know what what's the next what meals do you want to eat you know so basically you go out there and you're just going to pick your recipes. Um, and that could be, you know, something that your coach maybe recommends. It could be going online. It could be recipes that are already in your kind of repertoire, your go-to recipes, whether they're in like a cookbook or whether they're just something you've been making for eons and it's just you know easy and simple. Um, and just kind of starting to collect a couple of those those recipes that you want to work on um, and keeping them really like super simple. You know, so the ones that have few ingredients, foods like, um, that are really common in the grocery store, um, and that are again, accessible, not super expensive, and that don't require a lot of cooking techniques. Like just keep it basic to start with. Right. Um, and then, and then from there you would make your shopping list, uh, and, um, you know, and then go to the grocery store and pick everything up again, ideally right before you're prepping. So everything's really, really fresh. Mm-hmm. And then you can get home, you can, you know, get ready to start prepping. Making sure you have an organized kitchen is really important. So if you have, you know, dishes there that have you accumulated for the last three days, you might want to do your dishes first. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe go into like your, your pantry and just like pull out things that you're going to need, um, put on some music. Uh, that's really important. Or like your favorite TV show. Uh, maybe you want to get your family involved, you know, and again, making sure that you communicate that you are going to set aside like, you know, an hour or two to do a little bit of meal prep and get yourself organized for the week. And if you make it fun, usually people will buy into it. And, uh, you know, you'll get, you know, them helping you out, which makes things go faster as well. Yeah, Um so then the next thing you would do is you'd pull out all those ingredients, you that's where you wash, you peel, you chop everything, you do it for all your recipes up front. So you don't do one recipe and then the next, you just get everything ready. It's kind of called like mise en place, um, you know, in culinary terms, they know what that is, and where basically you're preparing everything, you're chopping it up, you're putting it into the portions that you need it, like a cup of you know chopped celery or whatever. And then it's all sitting there ready. So all you have to do is add it into the pan or into the pot or just to get it prepared. Then you're going to do all of your cooking and your baking mm-hmm. uh, all at the same time. So it's a little bit of multitasking. And that part is a little bit of an art. Um, mm-hmm. And the best way to learn that is just, just by doing Um, and you know, you're going to learn from your mistakes and, um, you know, you'll become a, you'll slowly become an expert over time, over repetition. And you can also, you know, copy from others, you know, go look at the people that are great at this, who have already written this up, you know, whether it's in books or blogs and just follow what, they tell you to do and then make little changes and personalize it and make it your own based on what works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that kept, that keeps it pretty simple. Uh, and I know I'm a kinesthetic learner myself, so I actually have to do it to learn it or it won't sink into my brain. So I don't know if a lot of your fitness coaches are like that as well, but, um, for me, that's really key is to learn by doing right. And, and then you just package everything into your containers and, uh, you know, label it if you need to if you don't know you know if you have a lot of stuff where you're freezing it as well and you're you're good to go like it's could start with you know two recipes a week and that's really all you need to start
0: with wow and it like it I guess people have this idea in their head that it's going to take a lot of time but when you think of how much time you spend trying to figure out what to make every day it's it just eats up way more
1: time. Hey guys, it's Chris Cooper. Your members are buying supplements somewhere, so they should buy them from the person who cares about them the most, you. And you should work with my friends at Driven Nutrition. Jason Rule and the Driven team put customers first every time. They've got a ton of products with high margins and they'll even train you so your retail program adds revenue to your business. Kirk Hendrickson from Iron Jungle CrossFit says, Driven Nutrition has some of the best support I have seen from any company we've partnered with. To make more money with supplements and retail sales, visit drivennutrition.net. Now back to the show.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And not just that, but, you know, you'll end up with, you know, a lot of food spoilage because there's stuff that you forgot about or didn't sure. use, you know, or you're running out for a last minute ingredient or you're spending more money because you didn't, you know, shop at the stores where you knew you would get the best prices for certain things. Right. Uh, you're scrambling last minute while the kids are like running around and like throwing things and you're tripping over the dog and <laughs> I mean we've all been there. Chaos. Um, so yeah, just chaos. And you know, when you're at your busiest, that's the last moment that you want to be prepping, right? So that's right. why the Sunday kind of prep day is good because usually we have less going on and we can kind of focus and make it fun and make it kind of a, a self care routine rather than a, you know, last minute or whatever we have, give up, order pizza kind of moment.
0: Right. Awesome. Um, what can coaches Specifically, do to help their clients meal prep. Like, what what's worked for you in working with clients?
2: So, I again, I. I, I'm a big believer in keeping things simple. Um, and that's one of the things in my book, Meal Prep Lunches. It only contains two recipes each week. Um, mm-hmm. because this is again trying to make it accessible, just to get to get people started. Um, so it includes one, you know, meat-based um recipe and one vegetarian recipe, just two a week, and then you alternate those Monday to Friday. And, um, it doesn't overwhelm that way. Right. Because there's a saying, um, that I learned from one of my mentors that says, if they're confused, you lose. So don't give them too much. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. And one of the best ways I find to do that is just to give them some, you know, really handy tools. Um, whether that is like, you know, Hey, we're going to just start with prepping on Sundays and you're just going to prep a couple elements to start with. We're not even going to start with a recipe just every Sunday. Tell me what things you like to eat. And you're kind of working with your client and they're going to say maybe, oh, I really like eggs. All right. So we're going to prep, like we're going to hard boil 12 eggs or bake 12 eggs in the oven. And then what else do you like? And they might say, oh, I really like, I don't know. um, I really like chicken, but it's like, I hate cooking it. Okay, so you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to buy rotisserie chicken and that you're going to cut that up and have that ready to go for the week and portion it out ahead of time. Or maybe they really like, you know, um, salads, but they find that they're they get soggy. So then, you know, giving them like really simple tips. So we're just going to cut up all your leafy greens and your lettuce and we're going to put that in one container. Then in another container, we're going to cut up all our fresh vegetables. We're going to let them mix together. We're going to keep out things like cucumbers or tomatoes. So we'll just do like onions and carrots and celeries, whatever else you like in their peppers. And we're going to put that in another container. And so now we've already got, you know, like the basics for salads. We've got, you know, the basics. We've got protein in terms of chicken and hard-boiled eggs. And then maybe we'll rinse some beans and put those in a separate container. And then you can kind of like prep last minute in the morning because all you have to do is put a bunch of stuff together and now you've got either a salad or if you boil some rice as well you've got a bowl and you can really mix and match really really simply just by having them prep you know eggs buy rotisserie chicken and cut up some vegetables and drink some beans right. and you're pretty much set for the week right with a lot of different variety and a lot of different meals um you know so kind of just breaking it down for them and making it really simple and it's like you're almost creating this like standard operating procedure and right. you're breaking it down super simple. Um, and you're guiding them. And then maybe you give them, Hey, here, I've got this great, you know, blank uh, meal planning template. And all you, it's just like a calendar Monday to Friday where they write in what meals they're going to have and what days, or maybe you give them, um, you know, like a, a blank grocery list that divides it up by different sections, like, you know, your fresh produce, and then you have your dairy, or maybe you provide them um you know like just just really simple things like that like maybe you send them email reminders mm. every sunday that say don't forget to prep today right. you know just just little things like that because you know giving them a the whole prescribed meal plan um unless there's someone who's really advanced um and ready for that probably won't work out that great so
0: right. what do you have any specific tips that you use when it comes to meal prep that's been helpful
2: Uh, yeah. So like some of the things I already mentioned, like I I do a lot of, you know, prepping just the elements each week because I really like to, um, kind of mix and match. And I like to, you know, prep those elements at a time. I'll do certain recipes like, you know, egg muffins or turkey meatballs, things like that. Um, I'll do, and I do like making recipes as well, but some of the easiest, like if you're really in a pinch and you're like, moving between houses and your gym just reopened like this is my personal situation yeah. <laughs> you know like you have nothing like you have a fridge but nothing else like how do you keep it super 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 basic right. and you can cheat you know you can get hard boiled eggs at the grocery store that are already peeled you can go buy your rotisserie chicken you can go buy pre cut vegetables you can buy pre cut fruit um you know so there's so many options that you know you can you can kind of like go to that maybe aren't perfect, but they're pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're going to make your life so much easier. Um, So those are some of the things that I do. Um, And I also really like to keep a binder. I come out kind of old school that way. Now people probably use Google Docs or like, you know, a a website somewhere to store this. But um, I use a binder to put my favorite recipes in. So whenever I find something that I really like or my kids really like, I'll like print it off (laughs) I feel so 1990s right now, (laughs) I print it off and I put it into one of my little plastic sheets in my, you know, three ring binder. And uh, I only keep my very favorite ones in there. And uh, if something, you know, I make it again, another couple of times and I don't really like it, I'll take it out. And when I want something or I'm creating my meal plan for myself or my family, that's where I go. I just leave through that, and I know you know. Got my top thirty because people really don't generally go through more than thirty different recipes or thirty different foods per week. They have thirty or less that they like, yeah. um, and so that's really all you need. So that's one of the tips that I use for myself.
0: Huh. Do you do you also do all the meal prep for your kids as well, or do they?
2: Um what do you mean? <laughs> like
0: do you when you're doing the meal prep like is it just for your own lunches or is it for the your whole family?
2: Uh so we have a mixed family. Um so my kids kind of they, they're with me half the time and with their dad half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh so it depends if I'm alone or not, but when they're here I prep them the same way I prep me. Like I don't okay. I don't really believe in um a cafeteria style um <laughs> you know you know, let's give everybody what they want or at the restaurant individually kind of a prep. So yeah. they get what they get. Yeah. And if they don't like it, you know, then they can make themselves something else, right? Yeah. That's how I kind of work. Um Of course, it doesn't work for everyone, depending how old your kids are. But mine have been eating, you know, at this way for a really, really long time. So their palates are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um they still don't like mushrooms, though. But I mean, for the most part, um, they'll eat avocado and quinoa and, you know, whatever I throw at them 99% of the time. So they do complain, but they'll eat it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that we're kind of going through a, a, a stressful and uncertain period in the world. Um People might be feeling run down and depleted. Like, how do you motivate people to create or start new positive habits when they're already kind of in a slump, like what, what motivates you and like, how do you pass that motivational to your clients?
2: Uh, so that can be, you know what, that can be a tough one, but, and especially it depends on what your kind of coping mechanisms are that you've developed over your life. Right. So I've had, a lot of positive influences around me growing up. Um, so usually, my coping mechanisms tend to be more positive. I've I've gone through my bad, you know, my bad kind of uh, periods, uh, for sure, where it's like, oh, my God, like, I just polished up that bottle of wine. Why, why did I do that? And like, you know, um, so or I've been watched binge watch Netflix for like, you know, two weeks when things have been really, you know, not going that well in my life. But for the most part, my coping mechanisms naturally were things like, you know, going out for a workout, because I know that my mind will just shut off. And that's a really stress reducing activity for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Walking my dog, that's a really big one. Um, Eating healthy, because I know even if I'm feeling crappy in every other aspect of my life, doing those things will make me feel better. Right. Um, but it is, it is just kind of a habit. And if you've some of those bad ones that you're going back to, and, and I've been there too. Um, I think it's important to kind of take a look around you and, and ask yourself like, you know, who are the people that are in your inner circle at that moment? Um, and are these people, you know, are your core values align with, with theirs and what they're bringing into your life? Um, and again, one of my mentors did a lot of work on this with me and it really hit home for me, you know, when they asked me a bunch of questions, they said, you know, do you feel like they're energizing and encouraging you or do you feel demotivated and discouraged around them, you know, or after you see them? Because misery does love company and it's threatening for you to change and make positive habits and bring those into your life. And when you're around these people, what are you doing? How are you behaving? And some of those people you can't change, right? Sometimes they're like your spouse or maybe your kids or your parents, but you can bring in more positive people in and bring them into that inner circle. Um, Because what I was, what I was taught was that, you know, the, five people that you're closest to, that's essentially who you become, right? Like you're on average of those five people. And there were times in my life where I find myself being around people that didn't, that didn't support that, where my habits were becoming worse, where I was drinking, for example, more and where I would come home and I would just kind of like sit in the couch and, or if I, you know, went and was around them, I wasn't making the best uh, food choices um, and things like that. And it took me a long time to kind of to realize what was happening and to realize why I wasn't feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I took a look around and said, "Okay, who are the people that are that are here that are really good for me? You right. know, that are really positive and helpful, that aren't judge- judgmental, but that have a lot of the good habits in there that I maybe want to be more like." And that was uh, hugely helpful for me. Um, that's not saying that it's easy, but that
0: helped in my life a lot. So. Hmm. I don't know if that's what if they answered your question or not, but oh, totally, totally. Um, what would you say the main takeaway of your book?
2: So I would say the main takeaway is that, you know, meal prep doesn't have to be intimidating. Um, it can be really simple. It's for everybody. It's really a way of just, you know, helping make your life uh, easier um helping you reach your goals in a more efficient way whether it's you know just eating whole foods and just you know feeling better about yourself whether it's calorie or portion control whether it's fat loss or muscle gain um whether it's just getting your kids healthy meals rather than you know going out to you know get order and take out all the time uh meal prep can do all that for you and you can do it in a really simple way just by starting out with a couple recipes each week um, and, uh, you know, build from there and just don't be intimidated by it. And, uh, you know, just make it your own, just get creative and have some fun with it.
0: Hmm. Where can we get a
2: copy? So you can get a copy on Amazon, um, both in Amazon Canada and amazon.com And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a uh, book that is a little bit more fitness oriented, Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the bodybuilding meal prep comes in, because it does address um, your macronutrient and your calorie calculations for fat loss, uh, muscle gain, and for maintenance in three different uh, sections. So you can look at that one as well, which is also available on Amazon.
0: Perfect. A lot of great information there. Thanks for coming on the show with us today.
2: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. That was really fun. And uh, I hope we can do it again.
0: Me too. This is Two Brain Radio. I'm Tiffy Thompson. And we've been talking all things meal prep with Michelle Bedroska. Want more actionable advice based on data? Check out Gym Owners United group on Facebook. In it, you'll find daily tactics from Chris Cooper, as well as the support of a host of business owners from all over the world. That group is Gym Owners United on Facebook. Going today. Thanks for tuning in to Two Brain Radio. Please subscribe for more episodes wherever you get your podcasts.